0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right. I wanted to to zoom out a little bit and go a little bit more big picture before I let you fly here because I think it's a good time. We've been in camp for almost... Uh, you know, this is the third calendar week that we've been in camp. We're heading to the preseason and there's a chance to, to kind of get a feel for how you feel about the bears. I've got my answers to these questions, but I gave you a homework assignment to come up with something that you, something that you trust, something you believe in, something you're concerned about and something you doubt with the Chicago bears. So we'll go through the list. I'll give you a first crack at each of these and we'll start out with trust. What is one thing with the 2023 bears that you trust?
2: I trust the back five. I I think that that group is really good. And I like that they have kind of made a commitment to make Kyler Gordon the nickel guy, uh, to have him play primarily in the slot with a healthy Eddie Jackson and a healthy Jaquan Brisker. I trust that that back five, because you're going to be going up against 11 personnel, you know, 80% of the time. I trust that they know what to do. And I'm excited to see how each of them has grown as individuals and how they can make some plays. Obviously, you'd like a little bit more interception production out of Jalen Johnson. But overall, I think that is the most trustworthy group that the Bears have.
1: I like that answer a lot, and I don't disagree with it one iota. My trust is Justin Fields' trust in DJ Moore. And training camp has been an absolute showcase of of where that chemistry has gotten to in four short months of, of them getting to know each other. And it's not the, the highlight reel plays that you see on social media that juice you up as much as it is the quick slant third and six, eight-yard completion, the curl route, third and five, move the chains. Justin's ability to make those trust throws to understand that DJ is going to be where he's supposed to be and to let it rip is going to be something that turns a, a three and out into a nine-play field goal drive, turns a nine-play field goal drive into a 12-play touchdown drive. And all of a sudden, you've got that momentum that you're seeking to create. And as an offense, it's been really cool to watch. And like I say, there are, there are three moments a day that won't show up on a YouTube highlight montage, but it's it's DJ catching a pass that's uh, you know, six inches behind him uh, on a third down play and turning it in to a, a 12 yard gain. And you go, that's it. Like that's high level receiving, you know, Brandon Marshall at his best was a guy that when, when Jay needed to, to to move the the chains on third and six, you're just like, all right, it's going to be here. The whole stadium knows it's going to be here and he's going to run the route and he's going to use his physicality and he's use his hands and the chains move. And you just go, that, that that's how you get to 110 catches and 1200 yards and 12 touchdowns
2: and knocking on the door of the hall of fame,
1: right? Crazy, right? Knocking
2: on the door of it. I don't know if he'll ever get in, but he's knocking on the door of it with some of his statistics that he had and that catch radius of Brandon Marshall's where he would almost like a power forward box, the defender out. So he would have space to extend his hands and make a play and you couldn't get around him. Um, so th- you're right about that. This is one of my, my favorite parts of covering him that and doing the TV show with him for two years. <laughs> we
1: there's can no... do a whole separate episode on yeah, Brandon Marshall stories. Yeah, bring <laughs> we'll bring, bring, bring me back, back for that on one. The podcast so that
2: we can do the Brandon Marshall <laughs> we, we, stories. We'll, we'll
1: get, we'll make that a round table because uh, there's several people <laughs> that, that can chime in on that one. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the believe in category 2023 Bears, something you believe in.
2: I believe that. Justin Fields has done everything necessary to get better. That doesn't mean that he's going to get better, but I believe that he hasn't been slacking in the off season that he wants to be great. And he's been working on himself to try to make himself great. I don't know if, if it will turn out, but I at least believe in his work ethic and his ability to adapt and, and the evidence that I use is what happened last year after week five, where he was willing to put in the work and they were able to work with him. So I, I believe in his hard work outside of the season, and I hope that it, it pays off once these games count for
1: real. Shortly after he was drafted, I had a really cool conversation with John D. Filippo, who was the quarterback's coach at the time. And his intent in those early stages, those formative stages with Justin, of getting him to understand what the quarterback lifestyle was. And there's a lot of guys that come in this league and think that they work hard and they study hard and they prepare hard, but it's not the quarterback lifestyle that is required to be a long-term starter in the NFL. I was so happy that Netflix put a little bit of a spotlight on this here this summer and gave us that quarterback documentary so the outside world could understand what is meant by the quarterback lifestyle. And how even the hardest workers don't meet that bar, you know, and how much you have to prepare and how much you have to study and how much you have to know and how much you have to apply. Justin has definitely checked that box here. That one's checked. Now we're on to another checkpoint to see where he goes with that. So I like that answer a lot. My belief right now is in the energy and the cohesion that is coming together with the defense. I'll get into some of my question marks here in a minute, but I just think that you you feel it before every team period out here in training camp. The defense gets together as an entire unit in a big huddle, and it's organic, and it's natural, and there's just a a swagger and a juice that comes pumping out of that group that is going to be meaningful. Now, listen, it's got to be backed by playmaking. You have to make plays. You have to hold opponents below 30 points and then below 25 points and then below 20 points to become a top-tier defense in this league. But the fact that they've got some of that that, that natural energy going right now and that chemistry building,
2: it's an important thing for this team. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So wait, what's next on the list? Concern. What concerns oh, you? <laughs> I am concerned about the offensive line. And I think that it's possible that the Bears offensive line got better, but still isn't good. I look at the names, I look at the the amount of money that they put into it, them drafting Darnell Wright, and I go, okay, like these to me are real improvements that they've made. But does that mean that they're good? And I I still have some concern that that even after an offseason of people talking about Braxton Jones working on anchoring and his strength and him not being so susceptible to the bull rush, it was a little disconcerting to me that in one of the first practices after the practice was over, the first padded practice that he was like, yeah, so I was still getting beat with, the, with right. the bull rush. Like that's a concern for me and their faith in him. I hope that he rewards their faith. He gets points for me for posting 17 games. Like, that's a big deal for anyone yeah. to be out there and play 17 games. I don't want them to get caught in the fact of, yes, that's good. That's what you want. You want a guy that's going to be available for you. And that then meaning to them that he's good at football. I need to find out if he's actually good at football. Or if he's good for a fifth rounder, right? And like, those are also different things too. Yes. I'm sure that he is someone that even right now can stick. Like his floor is established. He is an NFL elite at minimum swing tackle at minimum. Now, can you show me that you are a top half? I'm I'm not even going top third top half starter at your position. Yep. That's what I'd like to be, I, I but I have concerns about that. I'm not as concerned about, um, I know that people have been on Nate Davis' watch. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this. I'm on watch. This, <laughs> this feels to me like veteran who hates camp. Sure. That's, what, that's the vibe I get. It's like, ah, I'll be ready the week before, like the week before we start game week. I'll get ready then. I don't need to get ready now. That's what it feels like a guy who hates camp. Hates camp, hates OTAs.
1: Hates practicing. I mean, you know, that, that that's that's a reputation that, that, that you're going to have to debunk here because you haven't done anything to prove that you love those things. And for a culture where the, the head coach wants it to be an effort based culture and, and and be based on hustle and intensity and, and, and all the other things. We're 13 practices in the training camp. Nate Davis has not had a single padded practice yet. He's missed more than half of the practices here. And again, he missed two weeks in the spring uh that he didn't want to be here joining a new offensive line so um i'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what you said and take it in a slightly different direction health is my concern with this team it's health because what happens if the health isn't there i look out at practice today and nate davis is not practicing i look out at practice today and tremaine edmonds isn't practicing i look out at practice today and demarcus walker isn't practicing jaquan brisker's not out there chase claypool isn't out there you say okay cool it's august 10th we've got exactly one month until we've got to lace them up for the season opener against the packers but health has to be something that 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 is um, key for this team. You mentioned Braxton Jones making 17 starts as a rookie. Tevin Jenkins has played 11 games where he's played more than 50% of the snaps in two years with the Bears. We're locking him in as if he's this difference-making starter on the interior of the offensive line. We have no idea if he's going to be healthy on October 1st, much less December 31st. So there is some question marks with the health of this football team and that will lead me into my doubt here in a minute, but I'll let you uh, close it up with, with what your biggest doubt about the 2023 Bears is.
2: I mean this is rough um cuz it is one of my my things that I care about and I was saying earlier that I believe that the work has been done my biggest doubt is that the offense can take the necessary step forward and it might be because of some of the stuff that we've already chronicled where is the offensive line healthy is the offensive line good can Justin take that next step do I have to worry about Chase Claypool losing his cool now because he's clearly been knocked down as far as hierarchy of Bears wide receivers. And in, for a guy that's trying to get a, a new contract, how is that going to play out? Did Luke Getzey learn enough about his quarterback that he could devise a really strong offensive system that Justin Fields can, can work out of and prevail in. I have doubts. I'd like to not have doubts, but I think you'd be foolish to not walk into this season um, without doubts. I'll, I'll give you a bonus doubt. <laughs> the bonus doubt episode <laughs> bonus doubt for me is you didn't do enough on your defensive line. And I want to watch these kids, and I want to see them grow. I just am really concerned that for the last two years, we all know what the Flu system is. I covered it when it was Levy Smith running it. Yep. Three most important positions. Three technique, weak side linebacker, nickel. Where's your three technique? Because for the last two years, we've been asking that question, and the Bears haven't given a quality enough answer for me.
1: Yeah, they want it to be Justin Jones and eventually Javon Dexter. And those are big question marks. And you're right to have questions about that. My biggest question right now, my biggest doubt with this football team is the depth. And so we, it goes hand in hand with what I just talked about, because when Nate Davis and Tevin Jenkins are out of practice a week ago, you've got Alex Leatherwood and Jatari Carter taking first-team reps with the with the offensive line. you got Lucas Patrick filling in at times and then himself getting hurt. On the back end, Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson have missed time. Eddie missed uh, his time because of the, the birth of a, a child this week. But then you're, you're looking at Elijah Hicks and Adrian Colbert running around on defense in the back end. I just don't know that the quality depth is here for this team to have the margin of error that it probably needs to have with a young developing quarterback and, a, and an unproven, though, on-the-rise defense you know, and so if you're looking to try to get to to nine wins, you know, if you're looking to have that surprise season, you need to have quality depth. You need to be able to weather a few injuries where on Monday morning, the coach says so-and-so is hurt, next man up, and nobody in the city, much less the building, flinches. This is not a team that's built that way right now, and it's going to take a while to build it that way. And so my doubt here is that the depth still isn't where it needs to be. And I think Ryan Poles would admit that for them to be a a legitimate, uh, you know, contending team that's got a margin for error that allows, you to, to 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 contend without having the ideal perfect case season
2: i I think that everything that you have pointed out is reefer really um I, I i guess I was more positive when we started this pod today <laughs> than I am when we finished it um wow maybe we should get in reverse order the next time.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe we end on the high and we don't go down the <laughs> route. <laughs> and we can flip down the playbook. That's what happens when you go back in. You know, post post game film review, you go through it and you say, All right, we just we, we ran the right plays, they just weren't in the right sequence. We've got to get them in the right sequence to get right. them right.
2: Or or we need to flip formations. Like the go. plays were there had we flipped formations over, the and right side or back over here. <laughs> exactly. Then then we would have, you know. And then you watch the quarterback show and you see. You see Patrick Mahomes being like, oh, we're in the wrong play. We're in the wrong formation. I'm going to send this guy in motion, and now I'm going to be right. Right. Like, that's what I want Justin (laughs) Fields to be able to do, to diagnose stuff and be like, ooh, this play might not work, but I've got rules to protect me in case a play doesn't work. Here you go. That's what I want.